Greetings from Longtime No See, the podcast. Every week, we'll be inviting two blindfolded comedians to answer a series of questions about their careers, lives, and opinions. Now, let's remove those blindfolds and start the show. Hi! What would your opening line with your celebrity crush be? Loved you in Harry Potter. <laughs> Worst date you've been on? A man bit my neck mole off once. You did what? A man bit my neck mole off. Oh my God, Jack almost fell off his chair. Be sure to follow and subscribe to the podcast. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org, from Louisville Public Media. Consequence Podcast Network. Welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with It's the interview series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org Consequence and the Consequence Podcast Network Thanks as always for making your way here and checking out the series You know what to do, you like what you see, uh, hit that subscribe button I put out three new interviews every single week So it's a great way to keep up with your favorite artists And discover some new ones as well Of course you can find us at iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, Podchaser, NPR YouTube for the video versions or anywhere you get your podcast from Subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. And that's me, I'm Kyle Meredith, today hanging out with Daryl Hall. We're going to be talking about Before After. This is his first best of collection that highlights uh, his solo albums. Of course, you know him as uh, one of the members of Holland Oats. And we're going to go back first to his, uh, his debut solo record called Sacred Songs and making that with Robert Fripp, who even compared uh, Daryl's work to David Bowie's at the time. Uh, we'll discuss being on the forefront of streaming shows on the web a full decade ahead of everyone else and working with Eurythmics uh, Dave Stewart on a new album, as well as covering Here Comes the Rain Again on this new set. Me and Daryl are also going to talk about the relevance of his 80s song, uh, What's Gonna Happen to Us, especially with the latest war in Ukraine. Uh, then we'll get into his upcoming tour with Todd Rundgren, uh, not being a fan of the folks who run the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and having Joni Mitchell as a backup singer, not even on the forefront, backup singer on the song Ride as Rain. So let's do it and discuss before, after. It's Kyle and Meredith with Daryl Hall. So you want to be a rock and roll star? No? Well, how about a podcast star? Well, as it turns out, there's a new all-in-one platform just for you. It's called Anchor, and it's the easiest way to make a podcast. And check this out. It's free. 
There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And then Anchor will distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify and Apple Podcast and, you know, everywhere else in, uh, in podcast land. And what's even better, you can actually make money from your podcast. Go figure. Uh, no minimum listenership on that. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go ahead. Download the free Anchor app right now or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what are you waiting for? Podcast Stardom is within your reach. Hey, hey, how you doing? Doing great, man. So you've got this uh, excellent new collection. It's called Before After. Takes your solo albums and uh, streams them in a way to make this really interesting kind of collection album on its own um, with the additions of the Daryl's House's Cuts. Uh, what led to this finally happening? Well, I just wanted to put, I, I, I feel like I've been working in this, in two in two worlds, two parallel worlds for, God, for decades, right? And, and uh, you know, everybody knows about what I do with, with, with Hall and Oates and all that. I mean, that's, that's, that's everywhere. But people are not as aware of what I've done on my own. Uh, as a as a solo artist as, and and uh, you know people are aware of life from daryl's house for sure uh but they're not as necessarily aware of all these solo albums that i've made over the years and uh i wanted to do a, a body of work compilation and and bring that to the front i've been doing i've been playing those songs on on the tv show for years and years but i thought that it, uh, nobody's necessarily um necessarily um familiar with the recorded versions so i figured i'll put those out too and, and a little so it's it's basically what i've been doing for the past 50 years outside of hollow notes <laughs> yeah and you know and the, and the thing that we see right away is how many sounds that you were able to touch upon you know fr from the late 70s all the way up until the one that came out a handful of years ago but you know and and i don't know you went from sort of the prog thing there's that you touch on jazz a little bit here you know you bring in the r b beats a little bit over here but you never stay in one place like too long you know as a, as your own journeyman in this in the solo world uh where did that come from because you, you sort of never just said well this is my sound this is where i'm going to settle well i you know at the core of it all i'm a soul singer I mean, I think everybody knows that no matter what production or song style revolves around that, there's a core of what I do with my voice. But uh, uh, having said that, I, I explore a lot of different directions. I mean, it's just my nature. And I also like to collaborate with a lot of people, as has also been obvious over the years. I've, I've worked with a lot of different people and I am influenced by that, by the collaboration. So uh, all those all those elements cause things to be uh i'm you know very eclectic really well when we back up to that uh that first solo album we're looking at sacred songs and and you know fripp said it too at the time that what you were doing was completely comparable to bowie over my shoulder right here especially the station to station the young american style right there approaching that as a, a as a vocalist though as you're talking about as a soul singer what was that like especially you know i look at a song like uh nyc and why uh you know that how was that for you? Well, that, I mean, it's all natural to me. <laughs> I open my mouth and sing. You, you mentioned that song. Uh, we sort of wrote that spontaneously. I had uh, I had the lyrics, and uh, and and Robert just started playing things, and, and we taught it to the rhythm section that we were using, and uh, I, I just 
screamed it all out. I mean, it, it happened very easily like that. Very spontaneous, first sort of first takes, you know, all that kind of thing, which is what I like to do. Did, did it feel different to you, though, uh, at all, as it, as it ended up sounding? In, in the best of ways, yeah. I like it when it feels different. I mean, that's the whole idea. I like to expand myself and I like to, I, I like to surprise myself and be surprised by other people. Um, that's, that's what really makes it exciting to me. I mean, it, it, it sounded effortless, but that's, that's what I was curious about. Like even another song, uh, like that crazy dreamy breakdown in, in Babs and Babs. And, uh, like, yeah. it's kind of one of those things again, like at any point did you go, okay, okay, this is going to be different. I knew it was going to be different from the get-go because, you know, Robert and I, we were friends before we started doing this and uh, uh, making the record. And and uh, I, I just, we both knew, we put two people like us together which, who come from very different musical backgrounds. And what's going to come out of it? Uh, something unusual and different is going to come out of it for sure. And we were expecting that and we were happy that it it happened. It happened so easily. That was the, the, beauty, the beauty of it all. It yeah. was so effortless and easy. Yeah, you know, he uh, as I mentioned, he brought up the Bowie thing. Were you ever able to talk to Bowie about this? Because it seemed like that was right in his wheelhouse as well. Like that could have been. I I, I knew David pretty well, but I I never uh, spoke to him specifically about that. No, but uh, uh, I think Robert did. You know, because Robert was playing on, on those one uh, at that time, playing with one of those Bowie records, and Brian Eno too. I mean, they, we're, we're sort of a. It's, it's a circle that I was a, a part of. That could have been an interesting collaboration right there. That's, uh, you know, it's something that will never happen now, but it's yeah, I know. a bad. fan can dream. <laughs> uh, on the opposite end of the timeline, you know, we talk about the record that came out, I think it was 2014. Like, you completely found the groove. I can't say found the groove. You've hit the groove many times. But as we used to say, the, those tracks were so in the pocket. Uh, talking to you is like talking to myself. Uh, eyes for you. Take me back there because that that's this the more recent album right here. How did you end up on this sound that you did for that record? Because I absolutely love it. It was a very it was very much made at home, uh, and it, it was a I want to call that a family album. You know, my my uh, my my stepdaughter was on that record. Uh, my uh, well, it started with T Bone. Unfortunately, uh, the tragedy of it was right in the beginning of the production. T Bone uh, suddenly died, suddenly passed away, and so I had to scramble around and figure out how was I going to continue this after I had done all the prep work with T Bone. And luckily, I had uh, uh, my other friend, guitar player Paul Pesco, stepped in, and who is a producer as well, and he sort of kind of covered for T-Bone and and uh, an engineer, producer, keyboardist uh, named Greg Beek, uh, who I've worked with for years and years, also was in, in, involved in this. It was a very, it was a very organic, uh, I, almost like a family album. That beat-driven sound really works well for you. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Love to see you explore some of that more. So as I mentioned, the other half of this, uh, of course, is we get these live from Daryl's house cuts on here. Which I started thinking about, you know, when the pandemic hit and everyone switched to this right here, to, to Zoom, and you had everyone suddenly doing the at-home performances, which you had been doing for 15, 20 years at that point. Like, did that come across to you? Like, right. Yeah, a little funny. Like, I've been doing this. I've, this isn't new. Of course. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, I got to tell you something, though. Uh, the reason that I started doing it, or one of the reasons, not the only reason, but one of the reasons I started doing uh, Daryl's House in the first place 15 years ago was 
it was right after the, uh, there was a SARS epidemic and it stopped my tour. I was doing, going to, uh, with John, we were going to do a tour of Canada and it got canceled because Canada sort of shut down uh, the ability to do concerts. That, this is like 2008 or something, like that. some year like that, right? And I thought to myself then, you know, this, uh, it, there was something prophetic about it. I said to myself, this could happen. This could happen big time. Well, <laughs> you know, and, and, and so I said, what could I do? If it, what would be the alternative to uh, touring around the world and getting in rooms with people? And I figured that out 15 years before everybody else had to figure it out. Isn't that interesting? The SARS is, was one liftoff and then we turn around and here it is COVID is the other liftoff. That's Yep, yep. Unfortunate, but very, very interesting uh, how that worked out. Um, you know, these versions are, are great, of course. You know, we, we talk about the, one of the pre-releases that you've given out with uh, with Here Comes the Rain Again. You've got Dave Stewart on that one. These songs and the way you've done these, these these collaborations, these duets, these team-ups that you've done throughout the history of this, uh, this series right here. You know, I, I think artists get asked that question every once in a while of what's the song that you wish you would have wrote? Does this give you that chance to sort of step into those shoes? Did you ever look at it like that? Well, you mean when I collaborate with other people? You talk about LFDA? Yeah, on, on covers and stuff like, you know, the songs that aren't yours. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't do a lot of covers. I have done some over the years, uh, but uh, I, just the LFDH experience in general allowed me to interact with songs that I I could say I wish I had written, you know? Uh, that, that came up a few, quite a few times during the, in, in the series. Uh, you know, the one I did with, I, I, I love, uh, I mean, Dave Stewart and I are good friends and, and I love what he's done over the years with Annie and, and other people. Uh, I like his writing style. I think it's a very, uh, similar to the way I think. In fact, we do write very well together and to, to do that song, here comes the rain again was a, it was a really natural thing. We just, it was a, after the show was over, we, we set up in another room where I happened to have a grand piano at the time. And we just did that again. It was one of those one take things where he just got an acoustic guitar and I, and I, and I had the piano and we just played the song and it was recorded. And, and it's, it's proof, you know, as they say, a good song stands regardless of the production. I mean, you know, the way we hear that song most of the time on the radio and TV or whatever, you know, the, the era is there, that production is there. You yeah. all strip that and the song still stands just as tall. In some ways, even more. It really just, you know, emphasizes the song. Did I hear that you're working with Dave again uh, on, on more new music? Yeah, I just came back from uh, uh, the Bahamas where, where Dave has a house. I used to have a house there. And uh, uh, we, I was there for a month and we did like eight songs. We, I mean, we're, we're whipping, you know, and... Uh, it's great. It's great to work with him. You know, we have a lot of fun. We laugh a lot, but we get a lot done. It's it's a really great relationship. Yeah. As we talk about styles, your styles that you've touched on through the years, uh, what is the what is the soup that uh, you all make when you put the ingredients of you and Dave together on a new record? Well, it, there's a certain kind of. Uh, I mean, Dave's got his own brand of soul, you know, and and uh, it. it our core, our chord choices and things like that. I, boy, it's hard to describe this, the writing process and what we choose, but it, it, it all falls very uh, naturally to both of us. You know, we, we like the same, we like the same sounds. We like the same ideas. We like the same subjects for songs, things like that. I guess in, in sort of 
past and relevant uh, as we're talking about that. It's kind of interesting what you were telling me about the, you know, the SARS and the COVID. Uh, you've got a track on here, uh, What's Gonna Happen to Us, which is just a beautifully written song. I love the lyrics of that, but it's one of those songs that has started feeling eerily relevant again with the war that's happening. You get those moments with your songs and, and, and maybe they're not the best reasons to come around, but are you starting to identify with a track like that in, in what's happening again? Man, that song, What's Gonna Happen to Us, I, I hate hate to say how relevant it is. You know, I mean, you look, uh, re, you know, listen to the lyrics of that song. It's I, what I did is I wrote about the world and I wrote about an interpersonal relationship and sort of combined them. And that's what that song is about. How how uh, how things can be. Uh, what's the word? They, they they can be disruptive between two people, and they can be disruptive between two countries. You know, and and uh, yeah, it's really it's certainly relevant and valid right now. When that happens, I mean, uh, you're you're going to be hitting the road again. Does that song get its moment in a in a spotlight because of what's happening? I've been thinking about it. I mean, I it's so it's so timely that I don't want to bring people down. <laughs> but I yeah I don't I I'm 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 still deciding what I'm going to even though I'm going out on the road we're going into rehearsals in about a little more than a week I'm still not sure what I'm going to play because I have so many directions I could go in and certainly that's one that would be valid to play without a, without a question and, and the other part of the tour we should bring up you're going out with your old buddy Todd Rundgren um, who that's going to be fun I mean your all's relationship goes back how far at this point Whew. I've known Todd since we were kids, you know, since the early seventies. Uh, yeah. In a long, long time. And, and uh, it's, it's, it's great. You know, I mean, we've, we've, we've gone in and out of musical relationships over the years and, and I have so much respect for Todd, you know, he's, he's a, he's a one of a kind, uh, but, but yet I really relate to his music. We have the same roots. We have the same, uh, well, roots, that's for sure. I mean, we grew up very close to each other. Do you get to rib him about not doing the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? I understand it. I almost didn't, you know. I, oh, is that right? Well, if you haven't ever, I don't know if you saw the uh, my uh, uh, acceptance speech, but it wasn't very friendly. <laughs> I'll have to go back and watch that one again. That's I'm baited. I'm interested. <laughs> that's good. You know, it's... It, I, I don't I don't know your reasoning. That's got to be such an odd moment for anybody, even in the happiest times, you know, to 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 what music is, to what rock and roll stands for, and then to be there, you know, in that kind of situation. Yeah, I I, I have, you know, I'm I'm happy to be in that fraternity because it represents something that 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 is every every art form has its golden age and i i do believe that i was lucky enough to participate in that and still do participate in that golden age but the golden age is sort of faded now but uh but at the same time i have less than uh kind feelings towards some of the people that uh, that are involved in that whole organization that ends up being i mean you got Dolly Parton for her own different reasons who just went, nah, that's okay. Don't, I'll take myself back out of that. That's completely I that, respectable. I thought that was really cool. I thought what she said and what she did and her reasons were really, really right on. Doesn't she always knock it out of the park though? I, she's great, man. She's, she's a happening person. On, on subject of other people, I got one more question about this. I, I didn't know this and, and was kind of surprised when I found it in the notes. Right as rain. Is that true that Joni Mitchell is backing you up on that? Yeah. 
Yeah, she's in there. Uh, we knew she was in town, and I, I, I used to know Joni very well. And uh, and I was, we were doing it in London, and she was in London, and uh, we, uh, I, I called her up and said, "Do you want to come and sing on a session?" And she came up to North London, where Dave's studio was, and uh, we had a great night. That I mean, we were we were completely out of our minds that night. I mean, it was it was just a lot of laughing. Everybody was playing everybody else's instrument, and. Uh, and, and and I said, why don't you sing these background parts? And I, you know, she was talking about, and uh, that's what she did. And there it is. It's kind of amazing. I will say though, to have Joni Mitchell and to be like on the background though, it's, it's you're not a front. It's, you know, I, that whole album, I, I, I talked to Dave about that. I said, you know what? We had Joni Mitchell in the room. And we didn't even try writing a song with her. What's the matter with us? <laughs> it's incredible but you know she's on there though that's that's yeah, still something there. and it's all right <laughs> <laughs> one of the great voices uh i'll backtrack real quick and just to say that uh one of the other bonus cuts on here you're with todd and you guys do uh can we uh, still be friends uh it, it, for any reason did you land on that track specifically i've always liked that song i, I liked it when he wrote it i i i, I didn't even know who he well i won't go into it i know the personal background of that song um i I, as I said before, I, I really like most of you know all of his songs, but there's something really uh, hits me on that one. I love the melody. I like what it's about. I like I like everything about it. Those chords, man. They're, they're, or the, 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 you're talking about the melody. I can't even compare that to anything else. I mean, it's got this melancholiness to it, but it's not so sad. It's poignant. That's, yeah. that's how I look at it. It's those chords. It's his melody and those chords. And I, you know, I can relate to the both of those things with him. Yeah, I mean, as a songwriter, that's that's one of those moments. You know, I, I don't feel like you could probably hit that too often. You know, getting something like that, but it yeah. sounds great what you've done with it. So, just compliments. Thank you. And uh, and Daryl, again, this whole this whole collection, uh, it's so fun to hear how you've kind of put everything into, uh, together to make this an album. I mean, uh, I, and, I, and I don't know how you pulled that off with the track listing. I mean, I, I think you've talked about in other interviews that it was really thought out. This isn't chronological, right? No, it's not. I, 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 I had that, that choice, but I thought it would, it would make it more like a, a, a timeless idea to treat it like the whole thing was just one, a big album, you know, and, and mix the songs up and make it flow in, in, in an emotional way. Well, it's a it's definitely a great introduction, especially for the folks who don't know the music, as you pointed out. I am so looking forward to hearing this next record, especially whatever you and Dave are doing together. Uh, any timeline on that? Are you looking for I mean, it sounds like you're still in the process, but is this like, hey, let's try to get it out in a year? Yeah, we're in the process. I just need to find the time and and, and, and Dave needs to find the time. We'll, we'll get it done. We'll All right. It was so great talking to you, man. Thank you so much for doing this. And uh, we'll see you out there on the road. You will indeed. OK, thank you, Ben. My thanks to Daryl Hall. Again, the new uh, Best of uh, solo collection is called Before After. Big thanks to you as well for checking out the episode. Uh, I do hope before you get out of here that you hit that subscribe button so you can keep up with all the interviews that I put out every single week. New ones every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at iTunes and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, Podchaser, NPR, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcasts from. Subscribe to Kyle Meredith with three brand new interviews every single week. That's a new one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday to keep up with all of your favorite artists and discover some new ones as well. 
Then after that, head over to WFPK.org, where I do a show Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern, an hour full of song premieres, music news, anniversary spins, bonus interviews, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern at WFPK.org. Consequence has your music and film news. You can also find me on the social media spots, mostly on Twitter, but also occasionally on Facebook and Instagram, all three of them at Kyle Meredith. Do hope you like and follow along. That does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. Hey there, it's Kyle Meredith from Kyle Meredith With. After you check out the latest episode of my show, uh, be sure to check out some of our other great programs on the Consequence Podcast Network, including Standing BTS, a bi-weekly podcast covering all things BTS and ARMY, and The Opus, Consequence's original documentary podcast exploring legendary albums and their lasting legacies. So head to Consequence.net to listen to these podcasts and many great others. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.